Could it be? <laughs> Something stirring, Lord. Kumbaya. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I had a scola teacher, obviously, to be able to sing that good. That's not something just naturally have us from years of training. <laughs> My Scola teacher. <laughs> you guys know what Scola is? That's a Catholic thing we have Scola class. That's spelled C S Ola. Which is Spanish, I believe. For a choir. Some kind of Catholic thing, I don't know about it. We had to do it. Trust me, no one wanted to. All these Catholic kids up there singing. But my best friend was Benjamin Crump. We, what we did was sharpen pencils and try to stick them into the ceiling. I got, you know, that popcorn ceiling. So we'd be on the, the stage. You had to go up on these stages, and it was fun walking. You think you could break them, you know? Like, oh, and they make that loud noise as you're climbing up the mountains, like climbing Mount Everest when you're eight years old. And we'd get up there, we'd have a pocket full of pencils, and we'd just spend our time how many we could stick into the popcorn. One time, Ben was told, Ben, you need to stop throwing pencils <laughs> under the ceiling. Scola teacher came over to Ben to discipline him. <laughs> this ain't funny. I don't know why it's funny. Ben stabbed her in the hand. Like Michael Myers. It's stuck in her hand. How dare you tell me I... <laughs> That was like third grade rebellion. It's like, man. Turn. I found out years later after we all got out of rehab that he he actually turned out really well. He's very successful in life. Yeah. I love the Crumps. They live down here on St. Anthony Parkway. Yeah, they're still there. Um, my best friends growing up. Still friends with half my class from St. Charles Borromeo. I know. Facebook. We only had six boys in our class and 48 girls. From first grade to eighth grade and private school. I lived across the street so you could sleep into the last second and then just run across the street. It was the ultimate. You had to literally sleep in every day. No bus. My friends would have to take the bus at like six in the morning and be like, man, your life sucks. I got literally, I think, three hours more sleep than you. <laughs> you know, as a little kid, that's a big deal. 
had sponge paint in my room <laughs> and a picture of a Lamborghini Countach. And I rebuked my mom for this, but a picture of Cindy Crawford. <laughs> Can't believe how my mom let me have, as a little kid, a Cindy Crawford poster. Like, <laughs> just pray for her. <laughs> Sorry, we're not all perfect Christian families like you are, okay? <laughs> so... We're going to keep tonight rated G for jungle. <laughs> and the Lord said, bring the refreshment of the Father's joy, the Father's throne of peace. Yesterday was an impartation of the Vietnam glory. <laughs> it's true. We needed it. My brain felt like it was burning in some kind of sunbeam all the way until when I woke up this morning from that release of napalm yesterday. <laughs> 50 caliber Apache helicopter on these Viet Cong demons. And well, we're not doing that today. Don't get me in that mode. We're in a different mode. I've had a really wild day. And uh, I can't say that any part of it was good except God. But Nahum 1 7 says God is good, and I just. There's no cap to the goodness of God. I'm freaking blown away right now. The external pressure was like the Great Tribulation. I mean, it was so bad. Every tool I had in the toolbox I used today as a priest of the Melchizedek Order, which is the righteousness in the sun, in the sky, and the earth. And I used all my tools, and I even fell on my knees, like Apostle Paul in the olden days, you know? They say his knees were calloused by how often he fell to his knees to pray. And I used to be really into that too, you know, like masochistic Christianity. And it's like, man, this ain't 2,000 years ago. Paul would have done it on carpet. Don't hurt yourself. You don't get more rewards for that. Dumb. Don't be dumb. He's smart. And this is God talking to me when, you know, because we all come out of so much religion. Some are still in it, some aren't. But, you know, love will deliver us, amen? Oftentimes, tough love from a father we're too familiar with and barely even know. But he loves you unconditionally. Starburst, I get out of here! Smite you with a smiting smiter! He, think, he thinks the sound, acoustic soundproofing back here is his little cat nest. This is why they almost confiscated this in the German airport, coming back from Kenya. Thank you, missionaries. This is a cat weapon. The spirit of the cat knew I might use it. We can't let him get it. I got it. I got it. Anyway, the crumps turned out okay. Scola class, well, we made the most of it. That's why I have such a great singing voice. That woman quit after that year. She couldn't handle us. The kids drove her, drove her nuts. Reminds me another teacher head in South Lake Tahoe. I've been to like 15 different schools as a kid. <laughs> Thank God I was never homeschooled. That wasn't one of them. That would have been bad. <laughs> uh, 
God bless you, the homeschool. I just, I am, I really liked getting out of the house and just messing with people out in public. It was so freaking awesome. And this was in high school. And what's interesting is this woman looked just like my school teacher. Now, you're not going to find this funny if you got a religious spirit, but for some, some of us that don't, that are a little more free and drunk on the golden hookah today, getting that glory sunshine into your brain. I don't know why this... We're on the treant shrooms today. These are some treant shrooms. You have treant water. You have the Shire. You have a safe place in Christ the enemy can't touch. And we're in that realm right now. I ain't about warring today. I ain't about roaring today. I'm about drinking, having fun in the Garden of Eden today. It's called the Fountain of the Great Deep. You know, that is the realm that the fallen angels fear the most, the realm of rest. If you find it, you can't be manipulated by nothing. And it's in your belly, through your spirit. And it goes right through the core of the center of the earth. There's a fountain in the center of your belly called the bowels of the earth, which is directly connected to the center of your stomach. Physically and spiritually, both, called earth righteousness, not just son of righteousness, but earth of righteousness, both, totally biblical. Where is that written in the Bible? I am so glad you asked. Genesis. There were fountains that came out of the Garden of Eden and watered the entire earth, it is written. Those fountains got sealed up when they left the Garden of Eden, which is they left their own spiritual ability and got into natural ability <laughs> called religion or what you guys call Christianity. They were the first Christians of what you guys know as Christianity. And I'm not making fun of you, but that's true. What you think is Christianity right now in the earth is actually what caused the fall of man. And I'm not lying to you, and I'm not exaggerating, that's accurate. Now discovering the fountain of the great deep, they gonna say, you ain't a Christian anymore. We don't even know what this is. It's called restoring the ancient paths. It's called wisdom. We talk about primordial evil and the Egyptian gods, Jennies and Jambres. We talk about all that stuff all the time, and that's, that's all real. But you need to go into primordial good. Primordial ooze. Now you need to go into primordial goodness. You need to go into the fountain of the deep. One of my favorite verses. <coughs> Shallow calls unto shallow at the noise of your waterfalls. All your tiny little sprinklers have sprinkled over me in a sprinkle baptism. That ain't what it says. That's what most of us believe because of a lack of experience in the Holy Ghost. My, I can feel it bubbling right in my belly right now. We're bringing up the great deep. Holy! Prayer answered. I was teaching Jake the other day when he said, Holy, it, it literally means a prayer has been answered by God. 
That's why scripture says all the angels around his throne cry holy continuously. You know the verse? Do you even know how to read? I don't see it in the same light as you. I have my own stubborn opinion and, and interpretation of scripture that's not from the fountain of the Lamb, it's just in the dryness of my cryness with lack of fryness. I said I'd keep it G for jungle, which gives me a lot of room to wiggle around in. Because jungle isn't a G, but G is a jungle. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, we tricked you. First things first, I'm gonna play a song for you. Don't be hasty, little orc. <laughs> Any song worth playing takes a long time to play. The Lord took me to a place, and I saw the great prophets of the Bible. I saw Elijah, Elisha. I saw all the prophets of the Old Testament. I saw the Apostle John, the martyrs, and they had all been told of the Lord to stick their hands into the sands of time. As I watched them, they would pick up a shoebox. One was the Apostle Paul. And he brought this shoebox up and he said, It's my time. The Apostle Paul believed what's going to happen now was going to happen in his time. And he opened the shoebox and it was empty. And so another prophet come behind him. And the Lord said, stick your hands in the sand of time. Every prophet have all believed it was going to take place in their time. And it did to a major because all the wisdom is down here now come through these men. And each one of them added something to the sands of time. It came my time and he said, put your hands in the sands of time and pull up the shoebox. And I said, oh, my Lord, everybody else has done it. And there were empty shoeboxes. And he said, do as I've told you. So I put my hands in the sands of time and I put the shoebox up. And I opened it. And I was very shocked. For it had letters in it. And it said, Greetings, you have been inducted into the army of God. But these white envelopes, these induction notices, they didn't have a stamp on it. And at this time, uh, in the United States, if I remember right, it cost 11 cents, I believe, to mail a letter. And the Lord says, I will mail these letters when it costs 20 cents to mail a letter. Well, nobody believed this. Because in the States at that time, nobody believed that stamps would ever go up again. For it had gone up from 3 cents to 11. But then on October the 13th of 81, it cost 20 cents to mail a letter. And the Lord 
Lord said, everyone that was conceived that was in the womb or nine months before was literally the army of the Lord. The first would be leaders and the second would be the greatest army that nothing could stop. And when they reach the age of maturity, I'm going to begin to release them in power. They're an army that is my army and they cannot be stopped. I will arm them out of my armor in heaven. There's no gift that I will deny them. They will literally pull down the warehouse of God and they'll have no fear of the enemy whatsoever. These are the ones that will glorify me beyond anything that's ever been. For they are mine. They will represent me in my holiness, in my compassion. And this is what's getting ready to happen. An army of youth. Isn't afraid to die for Christ. When you're not afraid to die, Satan has no control over you at all. You become a holy terror to him. It's a lot easier to die for Christ than it is to live for him. They'll do even a greater thing. They'll live for him. Like Joanne McFadder? Yeah. <laughs> the invitation? <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> this album will mess you up. <laughs> Thankful has zero copyright anywhere. 
So I can use it as background music. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, it is written. And we come in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> For those of you that have a check in your spirit about RLM, mail it to P.O. Box 18188, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55418. Info's in the description. Thank you. So against your offense, that's how you overcome. That's how you stay connected to the apostles and prophets, which is the only leadership down here for the next thousand years. And if you're not with them, you're not following God at all. There's no individual interpretation of scripture or prophecy or any of it. There's lone rangers, there's isolation, there's all kinds of things that people do, mindsets that people have that keep us separated from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, the Beloved. The spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Papa, Daddy, Father. When you're adopted and you know it, your face will surely show it. Why? No orphan. I am loved. He loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know. Sing along. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones who him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Amen. It's the man child, which means you're like that little eight-year-old in Scola class, but 41. And just like totally a child on the inside of pure light. Every single one of you is becoming a man-child, and sorry ladies, there's no woman-child. Because the inner man is a man of light, Jesus Christ in you. You don't get an inner woman. That's Jezebel. That's what's wrong with all the female stubborn pride and rebellion of Lilith and Eve and all the fallen race of men and women born of woman, born of flesh. It's all stubbornness. That means you have an inner woman still, which means you're demon-possessed. And we wonder if people are like, you're hard on people's demons. Well, will be the church of Satan? If you're not, you're tolerating the persons of the wicked, the foundations of the earth are out of course. Psalms 82 it is written. We don't tolerate demons. People get offended when you're mean to demons. Being mean to demons is evidence that you're walking in love, guys. Jesus tortured demons. Have you come to torture us before the appointed time? We know who you are, Jesus of Nazareth, son of the living God. Ah! Ah! 
It was worse than that, but I do have acting skills in the glory. Quentin Tarantino, if you're watching, that's a uh, sign me up. That's an audition right there. I want to be in the next Quentin Tarantino movie, not just a filthy extra. I want to be. I want to take over Samuel L. Jackson. Why not? He ain't gonna be Samuel Jackson forever. Have you looked at him lately? Don't even look like Samuel Jackson anymore. I love Samuel Jackson. I'm just saying. When the position opens, Tarantino, you. You got my email, Brandon at Ritherman.com. <laughs> Look at uh, Bruce Lee, Seattle, Washington native. Bruce Lee started out in martial arts, had no acting skill, and next thing you know, he's in all the biggest movies. Yeah. Just because it's freaking awesome and everyone wanted to look at him do crap. My dad was telling me, you know, we're a Seattle family. He used to go down to the square in Seattle. They had a demonstration of Bruce Lee. <laughs> okay, this is. I got so many stories to be here for 10,000 years. He would go down. Downtown Minneapolis, Bruce Lee and his squadron of martial artists, you know, the dojo, martial art nerds, that's what I call them, we're Lord of the Rings nerds, we're better than you, <laughs> we're, we're Star Wars geeks in the glory, Mandalorian season three comes out in February. Really excited about that, Amen. This is the way. Anyhow, he went down to the demonstration and Bruce Lee and his dojo was showing people that they could bend rebar with their bare hands. Oh my God, we've never seen strength like that before. They called, you know what they called Bruce Lee? The Red Dragon. Whoa. He wasn't. And so he died real prematurely, just like his son, Brandon Lee. Eek. This is the curse of the Lee family, but it's actually just, you go too high into the becoming the heavenly glory, becoming liquid. And letting water flow, and you hit a membrane, and it's like, oh, there's angels up here, and uh, you're not Jewish, so we're gonna have to kill you. <laughs> and if it were not true, I'd tell you, because that's exactly how the seven mountains of the synagogue of Satan work. And it's written in the Word, not my opinion, that's written in the Bible, that they're the mountaintops of Jacob and the synagogue of Satan. And we say it's a Christianity of Satan. It's What it is is taking the Old Testament and turning it into 
sorcery. How many of y'all know that if you take the law and you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're hurting people with the dead letter that what? Kills. You're a killer. Solitarsis was what? Serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer on crack. He didn't eat anyone. He ate their souls into heaven. He sent them into heaven. He did eat them. When you kill someone, you eat them. He was a killer, guys. You read the Bible, it ain't a joke. Killers everywhere around North Minneapolis. You live around killers. But half these people don't even lock their doors at night because they have so much faith in God. That's not wise, brother. That's not wise. Jesus. Wisdom builds her seven pillars. Aren't you glad wisdom's here tonight so you can just chill out out there and just rest and have heaven's best? One of David's mighty men, his name means rest. One of David's mighty men, his name means love. One of David's mighty men means helps. And one of David's mighty men means wisdom. That is what the vanguard is surrounding Jesus is. Those are four angels, but it's also... His men and women champion overcomers, the vanguard of Joel's army. Has to be Joel, because it has to be Bible. You can't make this stuff up and say, I'm an army, I'm the Lord's army. And you have to have biblical prophecy. It's all about prophecy. Jesus said this is all happening to fulfill prophecy. If you're making junk up, because it sounds like good Christian charismatic activity, you're clueless and you're probably kicking against the pricks. Iniquity is called doing your own thing. We don't want iniquity. Driving to Joel's bar, another spear went right into my spirit. These people are attacking the throne of God. When you feel it hitting your spirit, that means they're attacking the throne of the Holy Spirit. You understand religious sorcery is attacking the Holy Ghost. How many people out there thinking that they're doing God's will are attacking the Holy Ghost? A lot. A lot. I know not you guys because you're all right in your own minds. We need evidence that you're right. You can't be right in the brain. Jesus Christ said you can only be right by the evidence of unconditional love and wisdom, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, joy, peace, all the fruits of the Spirit have to be evident as evidence that you're walking in true righteousness. If joy ain't there, they say, well, I don't, I'm just in a serious mood right now. There's a time and place for every activity under the sun. Jesus wept at their unbelief. He didn't cry in sadness, although he's familiar with sorrows. He was crying because no one had any faith. Because no one knew God, yet they were filled with God's word. Right? They all had the Torah, they had the prophets, they had the Psalms, they had all David's writing, they had all the wisdom. They had it all. They had all the minor prophets, they had every single book of the Bible. And yet it didn't help them at all. They still crucified the Son of God. Still killed Jesus. The Bible didn't help them at all. The Bible 
hurt them, they used it against God. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you read it? You scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, and teachers of the Bible. Law? The only law they had was the Bible. You teachers of the Bible. Bible teachers are who killed Jesus Christ. Okay? You know that? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It says it about 150 times. Scribes, Pharisees, and teachers of the Bible. What is so sick and wrong in this current situation is how much Bible teaching you have apart from living water. There's no life in it. There's no freedom in it. There's no fruit in it. Fountain of the Great Deep sounds like New Age. And I'm not making fun of you. That's how people who are taught the Bible respond to basic foundational kingdom of heaven realities. Because you're taught totally pharisaical knowledge in the Greek education system, which systematically annihilates the inner child. You know, they did a test, and we've spoken about this many times at Joel's Bar. Took 250 children, preschool. 97% tested creative genius, preschool. The same 250 at age 18 through going through different education systems throughout the U.S., but any education in the U.S., only 3% at 18 remained creative genius. Went from 97% preschool, man, I'll mess you up, to 3% high school. Education, knowledge that you have down here, Bible knowledge, school knowledge, all the teaching into the brain is what kills the inner child or the spirit. You, have, you are a spirit. You are an inner child. That's what the man-child is, is keeping the child alive in the worst, most horrific system created by fallen angels of all time, Babylon the Great, that systematically annihilates the inner man to only be outer man controlled by the fallen angels. And the ones that are still inner man or inner child, that's the remnant of the remnant right now. That's the only remnant right now in the world that is the true bride of Christ. Everyone else is lost. You tell them that, they'll weep and gnash their teeth. Oh man, I, I didn't even miss church on Sunday. I'll quote you the whole half the New Testament, buddy. You think you're better than me? And it's like this envy and strife, this stubbornness, this pride. Enoch says, then they'll no longer sin with pride. And that's the word of the Lord today. Teacher of heaven and earth. What you need is teaching from Eden. You need Edenic teaching. Anakian teaching, yes. Johannine teaching, yes. You need Revelation, you need Enoch. But you need it from the realm of his glory, which is Christ in you. The hope of realizing the glory. The hope of finding the fountain of the great deep in your spiritual stomachs. 
The hope of finding the river and learning how to drink so you never stink. Amen? What's thinking? Thinking. Stinking thinking. What's Goshen? Fly free zone. Why? Because the water's flowing. What's Egypt? Fly zone. Beezlebub, which means Lord of the Flies, Father of Lies. It's because there's no living water getting through the brain. If the living water ain't getting through the brain, that's why they're all mentally ill out there. Religion is the source of all mental illness. Okay? But in the river, you have the spirit of a sound mind. That is the rarest commodity right now in the world, guys. Those that have the mind of Christ. The invitation of the beautiful mind of Christ by Joanne McFadder. Put it on. Do some soaking. Amen. This is the time for the mind of Christ to shine in the new wine. Amen. We need it. There's no peace anywhere else. If you're in any other mindset, if you're in any other thought life, any other knowledge of good or evil about anything in the world, good knowledge, bad knowledge, don't matter. Knowledge without the living water is the curse of the fall. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that Adam and Eve ate from and died. You got enough of that to kill the next 10,000 years of your offspring. You don't need more knowledge. You need more living water. And in the living water, you need the water of knowledge, drinking the ent water. Drinking is an impartation of revelation of what God knows, not what you know. Called direct revelation from Jesus Christ, how I received my gospel, Apostle Paul says. Or how any of you ever get a gospel. No one ever gets a gospel. No one ever gets teaching. No one ever gets salvation or revelation except through directly through the living water because Christ himself is the water of life. He is the river of life. His spirit, his water, his blood, and these three are in agreement. First John, it is written, which means salvation can only be drunk it can't be thunk we got thinkers we need drinkers that ain't just the fad that's the cup of the new covenant the cup of salvation it won't ever go away although people want to make it seasonal no the cup is eternal it's the cup of the perfect covenant the cup ain't going away. The drinking ain't going away. Heaven is made out of living water. Everything in heaven's alive because everything in heaven is totally saturated with the dew of his glory. The dew of the morning. Amen? Truth anyhow. Everything is alive because it's well watered. When we take our Hubble telescopes and we're searching for life in outer space, what do we look for, guys? H2O Gatorade Mama said foosball's the devil If there ain't water there Then there ain't no hair or bear Because everything's dead But if they find water You'll be the first to hear about it Because these people are into freaking aliens we have found extraterrestrial life in space. They've never found any. They've never found any. Why? Because there's no water except in man's spirit. This whole earth would be a desert like the Sahara if man didn't get born again. 
You know that? You are the source of life and water for the whole universe. <laughs> the only reason why there's any life on earth is because there's some life in some believers. We grow your spirit up to be the waterfall of the Garden of Eden. I tell you what. You begin to disciple culture. You begin to lower the crime rate. You begin to attack demons. The demons fight back, but they'll lose. Fight the good fight of faith. Put on the full armor of God. Stay in the waterfall. Psalms 110, the anointing of the highest place. They're refreshed by the river along the way. That's refreshing to conquer in Christ more than conquerors through Christ who's called you and who loves you. It is written. It's refreshing. If you're worn out, torn up, burnt up, stressed out, losing, failing, you just need to go back and have a drink. You need to get refreshed. There were seasons even King David took time off from the front lines and, well, he sinned because he had enough anointing to handle it. But not everyone's a King David. His champions would take a year off be like, man, this year I'm going to grow acorns. I'll get into some farming. Plant an apple orchard. They did stuff like that. Just grew food. Ancient times. Grew a vineyard. Lots of vines in the promised land. Lots of vineyards in Israel. Lots of mango trees, you know? You look at a satellite picture of Israel, it's all vegetation, and right around it, it's all desert wasteland. God has blessed natural Israel because of his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he will not forget his promises despite poor behavior. Because love is not based on behavior, it's based on God's nature. Unconditional agape, which means the river ain't going to stop flowing. The river's not going to stop flowing ever. The rain ain't going to stop raining ever. Latter rain, former rain, it's all coming. And it's coming through us who learn to love. Although if you don't learn to love, it'll come through someone else because it's coming. Out of these rocks, I could raise new sons for Abraham, John the Baptist said. Amen? It's the same with everyone. I mean, it's not like we're here as the Savior of the world. We're here as the temple of the Holy Spirit who's the Savior of the world. The Holy Spirit's the Savior of the world. John 15, it is written. The only reason why we share in His divine nature is because we've made room for the glory. We've made room for Him on the inside. We've let Him rise through our hearts. We've let Him renew our minds. We've let His nature conquer Satan and His pride constantly in us through humility and circumstances and events that cause us to cling to Him more closely that you go through in this world. You will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, it is written. Great tribulation, best thing ever happened to you. God did not cut it short. No human being would live. That's what the Bible says. Good thing we ain't human, amen? Ha, 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 ha. We angel. Childlike children of the resurrection, the inner child is not human at all. Zero percent. The born-again creature is zero percent human. Second Corinthians 5.17, if any be, anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. Some things are made new. <laughs> Come on, you know that verse. All means all. 
all things are made new. Second Corinthians 5.17. That means new mind. That means new fingers. That means new eyes. The whole new inner body, which is a light being that bears the image of the Father. Only if you're born again do you have the Father's physical light being, man of light, formed on the inside. Father's a man of light. It's written in Hebrews 1. God is light in him. There's no darkness at all. It is written. On the mountain, they, the bright cloud overshadowed them. They heard the voice of God. This is my son in whom well, please listen to him. It was the brightness of his glory. And his two mouthpieces showed up, came right down like Star Trek, just beamed them down under the mountain and pillars of light. And Moses and Elijah were there talking to Jesus. And they didn't have a, their inner man born again yet, so they couldn't talk as an inner man yet. Hello? All of you are on the mountain of transfiguration now as light beings with Moses, Elijah, and Christ. All the time, that's what you look like on the inside. That's what a born-again creature looks like, like Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration. Truth anyhow. Am I becoming that? No, you're born that. You're born that. And it's an awakening to what he first did in the beginning when he imparted his nature into your spirit at the first. All the additional junk we put on the new creature is just death. It's just religion. It's really sorcery and witchcraft. Witchcraft is rebellion. Sorcery is stubbornness, which is the sin of pride, which is just completely blinds people worse than you could ever believe. I've seen people deceived by the worst deceptions of all time, like I don't think God can save me because I stole an eraser in kindergarten. <laughs> You'd be surprised what the demon uses. Anything, anything that your brain can attach to, the demon can use to kill you. It could be something that insignificant that I disobeyed my kindergarten teacher, therefore I have a seared conscience and I'm demon-possessed because I stole a pencil in kindergarten. Say, like, oh, that's insignificant. There's murderers everywhere, adulterers, crack whores everywhere, and all this stuff. And it's like, no, it's not about the sin. It's about the seared conscience through sin. Whatever sears your conscience blocks your spirit from living. It could be small or great. Sin is sin, guys. Jesus taught sin is sin. It'll all destroy you. The issue is a clean and pure conscience before God and the angels. Paul calls it, I have served God with my whole spirit. I have a clean conscience before the Father, which means I'm working and operating as a being of light, as an angel, as a spirit being. The grace of the Lord Jesus beware with your spirit. Therefore, I have a clean conscience before the Father, a clean spirit. I've served God with my whole spirit as spirit, because God is spirit. Therefore, I've worshiped, worshiped him in spirit and in truth. Amen. So I bring the spiritual gospel into your spirit so that you can have the fruits of the spirit that, that come up and take over the brain, which is called the word made flesh. You grow spiritually, it's also growing physically, not like giants. No, like light, like stars, like radiance. Their face shone like the sun, it is written. Stephen with the glowing face, Acts chapter 9, it is written. Why? The Bible tells you why. Because of his great wisdom. Wisdom makes your face shine. 
If you're not wise, there's no light. Wisdom is the complete opposite of religion. Religion is death. Religion is knowledge. Religion is Luciferian tree of knowledge that Eve ate from and died. But the glory realm is eating fruitfulness. It's like drinking joy. Jesus called it drinking his blood. They freaked out, but we know his blood is the new wine. I am the vine, and you are the grapes. Amen? John 15? You are the branches, I am the vine. Stay attached, which means stay drunk, stay drinking, don't get into thinking, and you'll go from glory to glory, bear fruit and fruit that lasts, which for some reason is the hardest thing for anyone to do, to just stay attached. They always get offended by something. They always don't want to be pruned by the father of the vine dresser. They always get into some self-righteousness, some pride, all of us do. The response always must be, you must increase Holy Spirit, you must increase Lord Jesus Christ, I must decrease, otherwise I'm not going to walk with you this next season. It's going to be a season in the wilderness with the snakes. If you don't want to be at the snakes, you have to grow in humility every season, being more and more fruitful in the wine vine, which is in the Garden of Eden. Which means you become more and more a native to Eden, in the glory realm and then you can just rest in that place despite any kind of external warfare opposition that's why the real mystics of old didn't even know when they were decapitated they'd pick up their head and hold it and they'd still be preaching they'd be sawn in half and they'd still be alive never feel any pain they'd be fed to lions and gored by bulls in the stadiums by the caesars they didn't even know they were decapitated they didn't even know their guts were spilled out all over the stadium zero pain just full-blown true ecstasy zero fear of death you know drunken glory is martyrdom glory if you don't die with him you don't live with him if you're not drunk it's because you still have fear of death when you're drunk it's because you overcome death be of good cheer for I have overcome the world it is written I've come that your joy would be perfect and overflowing who wants the perfect overflowing joy well, it's going to take a lot of pruning. No, not that, anything but that. There's parts of me I don't want to give to God. Oh, trust me, I know. Oh, I know. The best of the best still attack me every day. And it's not about me, it's about Jesus, the high priest and apostle of faith. We just have a real great understanding through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of souls and 20 years of ministry doing this in 195 nations, sometimes millions a month, of people interacting with through broadcasting in nine different streams and interacting through email and the whole world through technology today, we have so much experience in the nations, we have a great understanding of the situation to help people get engrafted. And you know what's going to take? Well, not going to take too much knowledge, it's going to take a lot of the white dove's love burning through their brains. I had an open vision of the harvest. Good teaching is very important. It's not unimportant. I'm not belittling that. Teaching will increase. Teaching of the glory realm. Teaching of important revelations. Prophetic teaching. And we will continue to teach forever. Forever. There's always something new God wants to pass through you. 
There's no arrival in God. It's not like, oh, I've made it. I'm perfect now. No, it's an ever-increasing glory in God. You will grow in radiance through illumination of your spiritual mind and your natural mind if your brain actually agrees with the Spirit of God. If it don't, you got demons in you. And those are the tears of offense that the angels come to pluck up. Angels work in your brain so that your mind is in agreement with your mind. You have a spirit mind, a soul mind, and a flesh mind. Three minds. And the spirit mind has to conquer the soul mind, and the spirit mind has to conquer the flesh mind. Otherwise, you'll never in a hundred million years have the mind of Christ. You'll have teaching about the mind of Christ. You'll know it's sound doctrine in your Christian churches, but you'll never walk in it until you're circumcised of heart, which means you've pulled your feelings and emotions back for Christ in you to rise, the only Christ there is on earth, the Christ that's in the human spirit, the Christ that's in your belly, the birthing of the Son of God, Timothy says, is how the, you're saved. If you're not birthing the Son of God, there's no actual salvation. It's just book learning. You just read a book about Jesus and think you're a Christian. You might as well be Muslims. Why? It's just a dead letter. It's not an actual intimate relationship. It's not direct revelation. Direct revelation is constant flow of the river within. And the more you yield and actually drink and depend on Him, the more you know and the more you glow. And then your face will be that shining face like Stephen in Acts chapter 9, which is real spiritual wisdom that kills the beast. Where's the beast? The head and the hand. And knows a lot of stuff because God the Father who's omniscient is on the inside. And you have an unction from the Holy One and know all things. How do you know all things if you have soul mind and flesh mind? Because God knows all things and He's in your spirit. And He's testing you to see if you're going to rely on self, soul, or flesh, Satan, for intelligence of what tree in the garden you want to spend eternity with. Do you want Him? Well, then you rely on His river of intelligence. Our job is to connect everyone to the river. Not on the river, there's zero gospel in you. Everything you know is dry and dead in Egyptian. It's truly sorcery. But you put it in the river, unless the seed goes into the ground and dies, it bears no fruit. So the river is the place of the baptism of the soul dying and Christ living. Christ must increase and soul must decrease. John the Baptist said, He must increase, I must decrease. Speaking of the flesh, he was the last prophet of the Old Testament. The Old Testament, which is soul and flesh, legalism, obeying Levitical codex, amen? Obeying the law of Moses must decrease, and the increase of the law of liberty in Christ Jesus, the law of love, original design of the river of life, obeying the river of life, must increase. Who are the sons of God? Those that are led by the Spirit of God. What is the Spirit of God? If you walk and obey the Spirit of God, Paul says that you have fulfilled all the law. That's what the Bible says and teaches. This is real Christianity now. Amen? So you obey the Spirit of God when you're yielding and knowing and intimate knowledge. Ephesians 1.16, that you may have a spirit of wisdom and revelation of intimate knowledge with Christ in you and the Father of glory. Getting your spirit fathered from glory to glory, which means the fruitfulness. What is glory? 
The nine fruits of the Spirit make up the glory cloud of God. The Garden of Eden is the garden of the fruits of the Spirit. The cloud and the halo of God and all of the Merkava of God and all of the, the glory and the chariot of glory and all of these pillars of glory and the throne of glory, the crown of glory and the king of glory, all of the glory realm of God is in the fruits of the Spirit. And how do you get fruit of the Spirit? Death to soul, death to brain mind, death to soul mind. Because there's an invisible stubbornness in there that the warlock hides up and has a front on their, their brain mind that they're a good politician, <laughs> that they're a good pastor, that they're a good prophet, that they're a good apostle, teacher, evangelist, they're a good fivefold, they're a good Christian leader. But the soul mind and the flesh mind are not sacrificed to the spirit mind, they're a false leader. That's what a false leader is. Unless you're led by the Spirit, you are not the children of God. It is written. Which means the Spirit mind has to be the leader. Soul mind and flesh mind means you're following demons. And people let that happen as if it's okay. Apostolic Christianity, you would have been kicked out of the church by the apostles. Because you're a heretic. Truth anyhow, nowadays it's like the apostolic is the heretic. In the first century, the apostolic wouldn't even allow 99% of what you call American Christianity in the house. You wouldn't even be allowed in the fellowship because you're heretics, because you're soul-minded and flesh-minded. And that's the truth anyhow. It's the seventh church of Laodicea, the lukewarm, which means soul-minded, flesh-minded, mostly soul-minded. Soul-minded, how do you know if you're soul-minded? When you lay hands on your eternal person and you go to the flesh of your own heart. <laughs> flesh and blood count for nothing, John 6. It is written. Spirit counts for everything. Your church doesn't even know where their spirit is. Because you have to live in the invisible part of you. The breath of the Almighty lower than that, deeper than that, out of your inner most being flows rivers but of this you spoke of the holy ghost what's the innermost being what well, means it's inner more than the most being what's the most being the soul the breath of life and the sword of the spirit cuts asunder the soul from the spirit dividing asunder and it judges thoughts and emotional intentions of the heart Hebrews 4.12 it is written, which means until there is a circumcision of soul, which we call circumcision of heart, but it's the circumcision of soul, you don't even know Jesus. <laughs> Problem is people think they know him in the soul realm, they actually only know Satan. You don't know Jesus, you know the devil. And you're following the devil, an angel of light that deceives because you don't have the doctrines of the apostles in the 21st century American and global churches. If there is not a circumcision of the soul, you've never been introduced to Christ and that's why many of you are orphans. And that's why many of you have problems. Because you were raised in sorcery and you're in denial half the time and it's like, oh man, I just can't even receive any of this. This is too much. No, this is the healing of the nations. Loose. It's the healing of the nations, the tree of life. The tree of life is the healing of the nations. It is written. Leaves. What does that mean? The covering of the spirit over the soul and flesh. 
What are leaves? It's a reference to the fig tree Adam and Eve covered themselves with when they came out of the glory cloud of the Spirit of Grace. When they left the Spirit of Grace in the Garden of Eden and started covering themselves with their own stupid belief systems of listening to snakes in the garden, fallen angels, the reptilian race, that's killing the whole world through Luciferian Freemasonry right now. There's a good uprising though. Great tribulation is the time of the saints. That's when you're you're actually rewarded for being overcomers. If you read the Bible, it's actually the greatest time of the saints and the worst time of the devil right now. It's the worst time to be on the enemy's side, best time to be on the side of the river. To have the mind of Christ and the spirit mind, conquering soul mind and flesh mind. But if you're in soul mind and flesh mind, worst time to be alive. The Bible says better off having never been born. Why? Because no one could even live, no one could even live unless I cut the time short. They want it cut short. Why? Because it tortures their demons. They want it cut short. They don't want the demon totally tortured. They don't want the animal completely killed. Most of this manipulation and sorcery is to allow the animal to survive the days of Noah with their sneaky little slippery snake activity, with their satanic dark arts and religious activity, how can we make it through the Great Tribulation? That's the de what the demons are thinking. And how can we deceive these vessels to stay in their host bodies as long as we can? Through any attachment to external idolatry, you have to completely give up the human animal nature, the flesh nature, and the soul nature in order to really flourish in the end times. That's what the Bible says. The Book of Enoch, read by Charles Oxford H.R. in the Pseudopigrapha of the Old Testament. <laughs> Brought to you by Scola and the Pencil Teacher. Section 1, Chapter IXXXVI Introduction, Chapter 1. The words of the blessing of Enoch, wherewith he blessed the elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation. <laughs> oh, that's right now. So that means this book is for you. When all the wicked are to be removed. I wanted to have a tree beard shepherd of the trees in the Entwater tonight. That's what you need the God of peace to crush Satan under your feet. Demonstrating peace during wartime is the evidence of the greatest maturity. So Jesus Christ said, Blessed are the peacemakers. Why? They are the weos of God, the sons of God, the mature ones. So yeah, just showing off up here, really. We are the champions. We are the champions of the world. It's true. 
don't have to be prideful about it back there, though. <laughs> Trying to be humble up here, and you're all prideful back there. <laughs> all the wicked and godless be removed. And he took up his parable and said, Jake, a righteous man. I mean, Enoch, a righteous man, whose eyes were opened by God, saw the vision of the Holy One in the heavens, which the angels showed me. <laughs> and from them I heard everything, and from them I understood as I saw. How does understanding come? Seeing in the glory, seeing in the river, seeing and drinking. Those who drink wine will see strange things, stranger things for coming to Joel's bar. Glory. Saw. Therefore I saw, and my eyes were open. The Holy One in the heavens, which the angels showed me. So seeing and showing and visions and all these realms, you only get in there through angels. Ministering angels sent to help you inherit salvation. You can't go up through mental ascension. You can't go up through soulish ascension. You can't even go up through sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. It means there's no ascension. There's no resurrection. There's no rising over the snake line except through one thing and one thing only. Obedience to the Holy Ghost in a company. No Lone Rangers. No individual interpretation of prophecy in a company. The New Covenant is broken down into tribes, clans, families, in one nation Israel book of Revelation so you'll have families clans and tribes of Israel of the new covenant of the sons of God the weos the peacemakers amen so you have to be in a family and a clan and a tribe and a lot of you already are but you don't even know where it is yet because you're being led by a soul mind and a flesh mind soon as you get right back to spirit mind, which is called repentance, return to the mind of Christ, which is the living water in your belly, have a drink, be a drinker, not a thinker, so you're not a big stinker. As <laughs> soon as you do that, the river will immediately trans-relocate you to the place you were meant to grow as a spirit being over soul and over flesh, which means I found my tribe. Problem is, people try to come into the clan and the tribe and the family and the nation some other way, like thieves and robbers, and they don't go through sanctification of the sword of the spirit of the cherubim to guard the gates, and they think, oh, I just can come in because I'm a human being, a mouth breather like you. No. Only a little child can enter the kingdom of heaven, which means only the spirit man, the inner child. The rest of you don't get in except through burning and sacrificing and altar work and being obedient with the little things you have and through working for the Lord and not for men and doing the works of God the Father. And if you don't do them, you'll never grow no matter how much you know. You have to go back to the last place in your spirit where you disobeyed and got into some head knowledge, got into some soulish 
sorcery and witchcraft and a lot of times they don't know so it takes them coming around the prophets getting convicted to realize where they sinned so they can repent and get washed in the water of the word and obey with their whole spirit like the apostle paul to serve the holy ghost their master holy ghost is master is the holy spirit the master of your heart soul mind and strength we think so we think so Last time I checked, there were 200 million false Holy Spirits in the earth. How do you know that? I heard their number, Revelation 9. I heard their number, 200 million. The hordes of hell are marching. And they thought that the false familiar angel light spirit on their head was the Holy Spirit, but it was taking a dump on them. It was actually urinating on their heads and they thought the urine was the anointing of the Holy Spirit and if you spoke against it they were offended and attacked you <laughs> the hordes of hell are marching final quest chapter one and you can say it is written because it is written because it's the truth anyhow is it the Bible you can burn it shut up man we're gonna turn the G into a J we're trying to keep a G tonight. Just to show you, it's pure wisdom. Yesterday, dark speech. Proverbs 1. Which means, if you don't have any wisdom, you can't speak dark speech. You just sit out there and judge it, because you have zero wisdom. I just expose that you have no wisdom. I can speak in dark wisdom constantly and never sin, and it's purely from my spirit. If it's from the throne of Satan, it's a curse. But to the pure, all things are pure. There was zero cuss words or curse words in yesterday's broadcast. Zero. Yep. Not a single one. And you're a liar. You who judged and thought there was a cuss word or a curse word are totally deceived. Because to curse and cuss has to be from Satan's throne. The throne of the curse. If it's from God the Father's throne, God the Father, you don't know what he talks like. You don't even speak wisdom fluently. Wisdom Proverbs 1, the Bible says, is the utterances and the communication of riddles, parables, and what? Black speech. Dark or black speech, which means the enemy has no power. It's like speaking the language of Mordor in Rivendell. It shall not be uttered here. Although it's not that bad. That's a terrible comparison. Because you can speak in black speech as to the measure you're wise. If you have no wisdom, it is sin to you. The reason why it's sin to you is because you have zero wisdom. Because you have a defiled conscience from your culture, which is a weak conscience. And we're not in the Corinthian church of 2,000 years ago, so you can't use that excuse culturally. To a weak believer, we don't want to make him stumble. It's 2,000 years old. You think maybe you'd mature after 2,000 years of wisdom, but it's like almost like they devolved. Now they're more easily offendable by everything, especially wisdom because they're so demon-possessed. Well, we need to get them loose because love casts out fear. And where love is, fear cannot be. And what's love? God is love. God is love. The sword of the Spirit that's cutting you up into little pieces and feeding you to the light in a tribe of Judah's mouth is love. I don't want to be fed to the lion. Well, you're going to be fed to the lion or you're going to be fed to the dragon. The Bible says they'll be thrown down with the red dragon, the beast, and the false prophet and the lake of fire forever. You don't want to be with them. The losers. The ones that reject being fed into the mouth of the lion that opens the scroll of the seven seals, which means you're going to have to get eaten. 
Heaven is in God's belly. Why? Because he digested me. I let his teeth eat me. Are you afraid of God's teeth? No, God's teeth represent understanding. If they haven't bitten down on your head, you got none of it. Problem is you resist the Holy Spirit. What does the Bible say in Acts 7? To religious people, which is all of us, because there's more of, for all of us to grow in here. I'm, I'm including myself in all these judgments because I want some too. That's good stuff. Amen. Teeth. Understanding is teeth. The threshing sledge with teeth, Isaiah calls it. Getting eaten by the mouth of God into the belly of God is how you get into heaven through the word that devours you like an all-consuming fire from the throne. If you don't let the word eat you into the spirit of God, you don't belong to God. What is the scourging? It's getting eaten by God. God is good. I'm glad he ate me. There were parts of me that were resisting being devoured by the lion's mouth. Those were the parts of stubbornness, sorcery, rebellion, religion, magic arts, all the dumb excuses people make why they can't walk with Christ and got all these problems in their life because they don't give them anything. No obedience, no faith, no sacrifice, no surrender, no yieldedness. Just out here with religion in their brain, I can quote the New Testament like a frickin' parrot. But I don't live in heaven. Amen? You need to live in heaven and not be a Bible parrot. God wants not just dogs down on earth that can quote the New Testament. That's what a dog is. He wants light beings up in heavenly places. Seated with Christ in heavenly places. It is written. Amen? Amen? What part of you? Spirit. Soul. Mind. And body. Every part of you. Don't be left behind, bro. Remember uh, Anton LaVey's Left Behind series? I mean, Timothy LaVey? Same thing, satanic left behind series. They gave me those books and teen challenge. Total crap. It was still entertaining though, I read them all. <laughs> they had to smuggle them in. They wouldn't even let us have them. It's like my form of religious rebellion when I was in teen challenge was smuggling in left behind books. You had to show them the books. It had to be like Smith Wigglesworth or Catherine Kuman. All the good stuff you guys like. If it was error, you couldn't bring it in. They'd still sneak it in. People would sneak crack cocaine in. I snuck in the left behind series. Which is worse. It's like a negative view of the end times and why Christians are, like, defeated. It's just totally anti-Bible. The end times are only the end times because of the victories of the saints. The Bible says, I've only thrown the horror of Babylon down for you apostles and prophets because you're victorious. In the heavens, which the angels showed me, and from them I heard everything, and from them I understood as I saw. 
but not for this generation, but for a remote one which is for to come. Concerning the elect I said and took up my parable, concerning them the holy great one will come forth from his dwelling and the eternal God will tread upon the earth, even on Mount Sinai. Religion. Even on religion. It's like, even on Moses? I mean, that would have been, like, so offensive. It's like saying today, it will tread upon Christianity. And appear from his camp, and appear in the strength of his might from the heaven of heavens which is third heaven. And all shall be smitten with fear, and the watchers shall quake, and great fear and trembling shall seize them unto the ends of the earth. And the high mountains shall be shaken, and the high hills shall be made low. It's dealing with pride. And shall melt like wax before the flame. I make my ministers the flames of Yahweh. You are the fire that melts the seven mountains of man's pride. But first, we gotta melt our own, and that's about where we're at. And the earth shall be wholly rent in sunder, and all that is upon the earth shall perish. And there shall be a judgment upon all men, but with the righteous. What's righteousness? Father's spirituality. Righteousness is Father God's spirituality. With the righteous, he will make peace and will protect the elect. And mercy shall be upon them. And they shall all belong to God, and they shall be prospered, and they shall be blessed, and he will help them all, and light shall appear unto them, <laughs> and he will make peace with them. And behold, he cometh with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to destroy all the ungodly and to convict all flesh of all the works of their ungodliness which they have ungodly committed and of all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Which means everything that ain't in the river. Everything that ain't easy and light. That's what we're at war against. Everything that stresses you out, man. The Spirit of God told me today, I am delivering you from all man's systems. We're graduating into a greater form of the White Eagle. The prophetic. We're graduating into a greater form of the white dove, the apostolic. Can't you tell? Doesn't it feel good to mature in Christ? Every single one of you getting more prophetic and apostolic anointing than ever before. 
from Aaron's beard, the apostles and prophets. And that runs down the whole body of his Christ, which is every believer in the world that does his will, that loves him and loves their neighbor. Amen. You got to come out of the accuser. If you get caught up in the devil for a season, repent, return to the water. Have a drink. There's forgiveness of sins. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He's taken away all the sins of sorcery. He's taken away all the sins of magic arts. He's taken away all the sins of lying and deceiving. He's taken away all the sins of politics and pride. He's taken away all the sins of money and mammon and filthy lucre. He's going to take away all the way sins. That's why the only thing you need to do, the Bible says, is keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. And if you need help, he'll send helpers along the way. Every season of my life, there's been a crew of godly men and women around me and you. How did you get here today? By walking with the Spirit in the way. Illuminating the scriptures, going from glory to glory, more word in the spirit. And the morning star, which is the prophetic word, rose in our heart, which means the new born again creature conquered the old Adamic creature and hatched right through the four chambers of the Adamic heart and blood and conquered the Nile of the human heart and conquered the pyramid, the great pyramid of the human brain and turned it into Zion in this place. He redeems men and women from the inside out and the outside in both. Son of righteousness with healing in his be beams and wings, angels on the outside, and also rivers on the inside. John 7:38. out of your belly flows rivers, which means it's like the days of Noah that he's coming from within and he's coming from the outside all around. And in those days, the fountains of the great deep broke up and burst forth and the windows in the storehouses of the heaven began to rain. They'd never seen rain before. They had a mist in the garden. Everything was perfectly watered. It was the first time it ever rained was when Noah prophesied rain for several 600 years. The Bible says he was 600 years old. 600 is the end of warfare because it's raining. It's not warfare. It's the end of warfare. When it begins to rain and the kind of rain that's coming through all the heavens and all the earth from below and above from inside and outside. See, my favorite part is the fountain of the great deep. It's coming from the inside. The earth righteousness, the core center of the earth. I have experienced as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, the most terrifying thing to the demons of hell is not even the son of righteousness, although we love that, that terrifies them. They're scared of all kinds of judgment. They're terrified of Jesus. But the scariest thing, it's even written in Enoch, is the fountain of the great deep. The fountain of the great deep is man's spirit releasing the Garden of Eden's water from within because they can't see into that dimension because they're blinded by pride. Behold, he comes like a thief in the night. That's the fountain of the great deep. That's when you find Christ in you, being God inside-minded. We're special forces of Joel's army, of the armies of the living God, whatever you have a name for it, the Bride of Christ, the Bridal Company, the Kingdom Company, Gideon's 300, David's 300, or the Spartans 300. We don't care. You can call it anything you want. It's the truth anyhow. You can make up a word. You got shmiak. 
which is the ability to create new laws of liberty in Christ Jesus. Some of them might stick. Holy Ghost be like, I kind of like that. Treant mushrooms is now sound doctrine. Antwater is now the gospel. Lord of the Rings gospel. Star Wars gospel. It's just childlike enough and anti-religion enough to be anointed by the Holy Ghost, be certified by the Heavenly Sanhedrin as the truth anyhow. Amen? And the truth anyhow shall lead you into all truth anyhow. <laughs> Amen? The spirit of truth. You could call it the river of truth or the fountain of truth. And you shall know the truth or have an intimate relationship with Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life in your spirit. Some of you little people out there. Because you have little goals in life. The Lord's saying, dream bigger and believe that God can do all things through those who believe. He doesn't want anyone little. He wants you all giants. The real giants of faith come forth now. Not giants of sin, not giants that ate the acquisitions of men. Not the sons of the sirens. Not the demons. We want the San Francisco giants. <laughs> Holy. We want giants of faith. It's good to be a giant. A gigantic spiritual being is what God the Father is. That's bearing God's image. In that dimension, there's no cap against bearing fruit and how big you get in faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And love becomes the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus of your spiritual stature of filling seven heavens with the archangels and standing as a pillar of all the house of God as temples of the seven spirits of God and the seven horns of God and the seven eyes of God in the Lamb in union as the bride of the Lamb and from that place the marriage supper of the Lamb takes place. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come and drink, and those that are thirsty, which means humble, teachable, reachable, come and drink the Spirit water, which is divine intelligence that you don't have. Got a little, that don't mean nothing. We're on thimble level now. Where we're going, all of us are in infant form. I'm an infant form in my calling. You're an infant form in your calling. We are very young in this age of what God the Father is going to do during our timeline. All of you are like babes in Christ. Babes in Toyland too. Infants in what God's called you to do. And if you be a faithful little toddler and share your toys and don't be a bad boy and a bad girl, He'll give you more responsibility in the glory, which means more joy, more peace, more love, more wisdom, more righteousness, more power, dominion, authority, and might, more riches, honor, and glory, more rewards, silver, gold, gemstones for the believers who are obedient and bear fruit, fruit that lasts. Begin to have more and more of the Father's nature formed in your new creature in Christ because 
He's fathering you up to the measure you're fatherable. The apostolic is the father nature of Christ. And so those that reject the apostolic have completely rejected the father, which means they're going to have the hardest time during the end times because they're not fatherable. There's only two fathers in the garden, if you read the Bible. God and Satan, father of lies. If you say no to the apostolic, which is God the Father in men and women, female apostles, male apostles, that's what the apostolic is. That's why they have the most strict training and sanctification and we're raising up apostles all over the place. I believe we're going to have 10,000 apostles. I believe this ministry could produce 10,000 apostles from the apostleship of the Lamb of John, which is the mantle we've had from the beginning and known him from the beginning. You fathers have known him who is from the beginning. Fathers means apostles. Which means you're not stuck in anything the devil's doing in current events and politics or natural timelines. You're in eternity of the eternities already living in Eden, living in Zion, living in the glory realm, more accustomed with the seraphim, cherubim, and ophanim than you are with the animals in the garden, the birds and the bees and the apple trees. You have known him from the beginning. I have restored you to the glory that you had with the Father before the world was. John 17, high priestly prayer. For who? For you. He's praying for you to be restored to the glory. To walk in the glory. To walk in eternity. To walk in Eden. Eden is living in eternity, walking with the Father. Because you're fatherable in the coolness of the day. And of course, that's why they're tested and hated the most, because everyone has father wounds. Because nobody's dad's perfect, or you'll never be my dad, or you're not my dad. And you just expect that behavior because everyone is animalistic in the curse of the fall until they're apostolic, they're animalistic. And so the apostolic is the most difficult calling because it totally changes the animal into the angel to the father of spirits and the father of angels and the father of glory and the father will father you through all the apostles not just me there will be many i believe it'll be ten thousand i believe there'll be thousands and thousands you'll need them but you're gonna have to go through the same training i did which that will qualify you or disqualify you to the apostolic or the prophetic it'll be a refining and fire seven times in a pure gold and if you're just like, no, stubborn, you've rejected your calling in Christ. So you'd be just some other lesser form of what you could have been, which is most people in heaven right now, the regrets they have when they died and go in heaven, they show, they're all shown what they could have been if they said yes to God more often on earth. But we say no more often than yes. Because we don't trust, we don't obey, we barely know Him. We have so little revelation, we're underfed. We have a hard time with the prophets. We still persecute and murder the prophets in America big time, hugely. Prophets are not honored in the USA at all. False prophets are mostly. The real prophets are hated and despised more than ever before of the kingdom age. If you're in the old church age, it's like, man, you're balling in millions of dollars right now in that old Luciferian 501c3 system of the Freemason tax system, of the warlock of the black magic arts. They had, they prospered during the church age. That ain't gonna work in the kingdom age. God ain't gonna allow a warlock to rule over a real apostle. 
God ain't gonna allow a white house to rule over his house. Not in a hundred trillion years would he allow man to rule over God. That is what the very definition of wickedness is. That man rules over God. They will trample the holy place for time, times, and half a time. That's what wickedness is. By description of the scriptures. That flesh and man and soul mind and flesh mind rule over the mind of Christ and the spirit mind. That is the abomination of desolation. True of anyhow. So we need the spirit people to come up with the mind of Christ and just obey the Holy Ghost. He'll have you do all kinds of different stuff. That's what the prophetic is, sapphire pavement. Read the word. Grow in spirituality of God's righteousness. Be God inside-minded. Circumcise your hearts. Break bread one another, which means fellowship. Don't isolate. Don't interpretate scripture individually. Interpretate. That's a real word. That's when you're well edumacated. And you got the best interpretation. Amen? Breaking bread one to another and fellowshipping one to another and always understanding and sharing and sharpening each other's spirits in the apostles' teaching is what Acts prescribes for maintaining the glory realm in communities as the apostles brought the kingdom of heaven everywhere. If we want to maintain revival in Minneapolis, you're going to have to open your doors. You're going to have to let people in. You're going to have to start having feasts and celebrations. You're going to have to be more communal. This is how they lived in the book of Acts. And and I've, I've had that in Steiger Ministries where we had weekly meetings and weekly feasts and all these things. And that was part of the traditions of that ministry before. Um, we had this community in Minneapolis. I was with several other ministries and they kept the feast. They broke bread one to another, which is eating together. It doesn't mean taking communion. It means that you have good food, good cooking, good, good drinking, good fellowshipping. And that's what keeping the feast is. The Bible calls it love feast. Apostle Jude, you know, Jesus' half-brother says, they are stains at your love feast. Why were the love feasts? This is what Christianity was in the first century. We, you're going to have to have that first before you go back to the Garden of Eden. You guys don't even have that yet. And I'm not condemning you. It's just you have to make progress in the direction of greater glory. You're going to have to go from glory to glory. You don't just jump right into the Garden of Eden. It'll be a gradually ever-increasing glory in your spirit, up through your heart, up through your brain, as you begin to obey in the little things that the Bible prescribes and what the apostles teach and what you need to practice and walk in in obedience to what the Holy Ghost and the angels are directing you in, which is fellowship and feasting. We got fasting and misery. We need feasting and joyful jubilee. It's like the exact opposite of a book of Acts. Book of Acts was jubilee, guys. They were celebrating, rejoicing, feasting, and drinking, and celebrating. The Bible says that everywhere great grace was upon them all. But we're like isolated, sad, defensive, individual. Don't come into my space. This is my house. Don't come in. Don't even knock on my door. I'm not having a feast. You know how hard it is to do dishes for that many people? You are not in revival. 
You need to repent and get into a Book of Acts revival before you get into Garden of Eden, Enochian revival. Like it says in uh, the Bible, baby steps. What about Bob? He's sailing with the birds and the bees and the trees and he's tied to the, to the mast because he's just a total nut job. Like everyone here. Just tied to the mast, taking baby steps. That's what diffuses the bomb. So saves everyone from dying. If you, that's a good movie to watch. What about Bob? Amen. Baby steps into the Garden of Eden, which means baby step obedience. We're not asking you to become overnight apostle Pauls. I was 17 years in Arabia. The Bible says in Galatians. 14 plus 3, sanctification, turning all that dead letter into living word to write the New Testament. You can't just jump into maturity. Enjoy the days of small beginnings. Doesn't mean sin. Doesn't be stubborn when it's exposed. Humble yourself. The cross will grow in your heart and the glory will grow in your heart. And it gets easier if you obey the Holy Ghost. And if you obey the apostles and prophets' teachings, you will go from glory to glory. The Bible says obey a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. Honor a prophet, get a prophet's reward. What's a prophet's reward? The deepest desires of your spirit fulfilled by the power of the Holy Ghost. Which means everything in your life comes to pass what God has created for you in eternity past. If you dishonor the prophets, if you dishonor the apostles, you don't get anything. Which means you've said no to the head, which means you're disconnected and you'll get the wilderness and snakes. And that's what most Christians are experiencing because of a rejection of the apostolic nature of Jesus Christ in the river of life. The stubbornness of this Laodicean American church that we die on the cross for daily is a rejection of the apostolic and that's why it's so political when we begin to humble ourselves and embrace the apostolic not in leader worship not in apostle worship but in jesus christ worship they were celebrating that god gave so much authority to men in the bible it says they don't celebrate that in the usa they hate it they gnash their teeth at it they persecute it they do everything to destroy it the exact opposite amongst christians in america right now they don't celebrate great authority why because they're full of satan's stubbornness and sorcery and religion that's anti-christ which means anti-apostle truth anyhow and we're not mad about it. We're glad about it because the answer is here in a great flood from within and all around. And we're on the winning side and the majority of one. Union. Bride of Christ. It's a majority of one. If one person is in agreement with God the, Fa God the Father in a nation, they are the majority. You could have China, a billion people against you. But if you are in union with the Father, you're the majority. That's how big God is. Man is small like an ant. Consider the ants. Consider how small everyone is. God is big. We are small. When we are weak, He is strong. God is omniscient, omnipotent, and He's everywhere. God is awesome. Man is redeemed from realizing how awesome God is. How big God is and how small man is. When you start to get big up here through knowledge, you separate yourself from God. Because now you're head heavy. We need to bring this anchor down into the spirit to see how big God is and how small we are. The smaller we get, the bigger God gets, the greater the glory we walk in, the more the living water we walk in, the more easy and light our life is. 
The lesser the pride, the greater the humility, the bigger the cross, the bigger the portal and the bandwidth of the river of life through that person's soul, which is your ministry. Your ministry is to be a, a sprinkler system, to release waters and fountains and springs and rains from above and from below, from inside and outside, and heal creation. This is what creation longs for, a drink of living water. They're thirsty because they're in the dry place through man's sorcery. Sorcery is using dry place manipulation. So your brain gets dry and then you go insane and see mirages and start living in delusions. You need to pour living water in that animal's mind. Sheep that aren't watered in their head get maggots and go insane. They get flies in their head and they jump off cliffs. Number one cause of death amongst sheep is flies laying eggs in their brains. Come on now. That's what we deal with amongst everyone that turns back. They go crazy. Remember Lot's wife. She lost her mind, turned into a pillar of salt. Don't turn back. Keep walking forward in Christ, relying on His anointing, loving your, yourself and loving your neighbor, loving Jesus, worshiping Christ. Staying in the Word, staying well-fed, staying in fellowship, don't isolate, and you will march forward triumphant. That's why you need to knock on some of those guys' doors in the Oasis house and just pull them in here because they haven't been here for a month because the warfare is so bad and start being your brother's keeper in this community. Come on, man. Come on! Let's go! We're at war here and you don't let soldiers die. Leave no soldier behind. That's the motto of the U.S. military. No one left behind. You need to, to help each other out. Be your brother and sister's keeper. You know, don't put it all on me. I'm doing my job and my office the best I can every day. And it's already too much on me. You need to spread it around with the champions all around this place and online. And all of you, through the champions of the Davidic anointing, which are helps, wisdom, love, and rest the names of David's mighty men, and just delegate authority, Timothy, it is written, and just spread it out. Grow the armies. Grow the captains. Grow the lieutenants. Grow some generals of nations. And make Joel's army strong. Let the armies of the living God arise everywhere in the earth and spring up quickly. Let the heavens be opened over their heads to release fresh rain, fresh glory, fresh oil, fresh wine from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the seven spirits of God before His throne upon all flesh. And let the believers rise in the oil. Let the believers rise in the wine. Let the believers rise in the living waters and the Word of God into a place of kingship and lordship, a place of adoption in the royal family of God. God is a great king and God is a mighty warrior, it says in Exodus. And you are his offspring. Now it's just time to act like it, amen? Now it's just time to believe it and act like it and change our words, our actions, make it practical. Work under the Lord in the marketplace. You need marketplace revival. That's what's going to shift society. Work under the Lord. It's not about just holding ministry. You're already in ministry. If you're born again, you're already a full-time minister. Get that demon out of your head. Everyone born again is a full-time minister. 
Your ministry is wherever your spirit is right now, releasing waters. Just bring your soul mind and your flesh mind down under the water and get baptized. And you'll be a sprinkler system or a minister everywhere you go all the time. 24-7-375. Amen? Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. If you want to give an offering, click the links in the description. And be blessed as you give. See you tomorrow. Amen. Washing over you takes a while, it takes time for your acclamation in preparation for the revelation of heaven.
Time has 